Goblins. Welcome to another episode of Does Machines the Nerdy Podcast, where I talk to people about stuff that's nerdy and where we get nerdy. This week I talked to Shane Bitterling. He is a writer for film and books, but uh, he came on here to talk about his new children's book, The Year Without Halloween. I read it to my daughter and she enjoyed it very much. It had it had the similar vibe that kind of a Christmas book book would have uh but it was set around halloween and you're gonna have to go check out the book to see what i mean but uh if you're a parent pick it up check it out for your kids it's called the year without halloween and it's on amazon and where else you can find books otherwise you can go to shane's twitter account at shane bitterling and um, just ask him for a copy and i'm sure he'll hook you up uh but yeah shane wanted to come talk about his book and with it being October felt like the perfect time to talk about his book, but I thought he was just doing kids books. Turns out he did some other stuff. Um, he did some other horror movies and I want you to hear my genuine reaction to when I found out what else he did. And this conversation just went from there. Shane's a great guy. Uh, I had a blast talking to him and I really hope you enjoy the conversation and I hope you check out his work, check out his book and Check out this episode with Shane Bitterling. All, all this damn crap trying to hack into it.
Yeah, no, I have no idea what I'm doing. So <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. You're not computer savvy? Eh. <laughs> I know how to turn one on. <laughs> they are me. <laughs> they really are. They really are. Life was better before them. You've, life uh, was great uh, since then. <laughs> they get ruined your whole life. See, I, I, I and yeah. computers are they. I speak to them. It just works. Everything works for me. Like you know, I've worked in a lot of technical support positions, and people would always say, um, "Hey, this thing's not working. Come check it out for me." And I would just click something, and they'd go, "But it didn't work when I tried it." I just they just speak to me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, they they scream at me. <laughs> I'm I'm assuming you do a lot of your work on paper and not on computers. <laughs> no, actually, uh, I I do it all on a on a computer. Oh wow! Well, yeah. maybe doesn't like what you do. Unless I'm uh, unless I'm editing, and then I print it out, and I just, I like to see it all in front of me. So so and I have little squiggly there and everywhere do you do do you have like one of those massive tablets that trans um transfers the stuff to the to the computer no i don't um i just sit here and tippy type actually uh oh wait you you did the sorry my mistake i thought you did some of the um yeah you you don't do the art art. okay Uh, okay. yeah but i did uh well there was a lot of drama before i found Waleed or Waleed kind of fell in my lap. There was a lot of drama before that with another artist and really royally screwed everything up. And I used to be a pretty good artist, but I've gotten rusty over the years. Oh man. And I won a few awards and uh, scholarships and everything else, but that was, you know, a lifetime ago. And I just kind of doodle. So I thought um, after kind of several failed attempts to find another artist, I'm like, you know what? I think I can do this myself and started messing around. I'm eh, I can't do this myself. <laughs> <laughs> like how hard can I, I, I can be? Do, uh, yeah. And uh, many years ago, it would have been no problem whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but now I just couldn't, uh, I could sort of, I could do all of the things except for the character. I just couldn't get the character that I wanted. Um, and I didn't know exactly what was in my head and I'm like, I'm not going to be able to recreate this character, you know, 30 times Yeah, on different pages, different poses and everything. All of that just, I'm completely, uh. Uh, my muscles too flabby on that to achieve anymore. Uh, but then Waleed actually fell in my lap through, uh, through another friend. And, um, but I did uh, some doodles and things to kind of get my point across. I, and I always do that uh, with either directors or in this case, um, the artist, but he really knew exactly what I wanted. Yeah. I just wanted that, uh, kind of a vintage mid-century modern style that I grew up with Mm -hmm. reading books and kind of finding these things and 
you know, wearing the pages out and everything. And he just really kind of got that from the get go. So I didn't have to do really anything and just a little bit of art direction and, you know, here's an idea, but, um, but yeah, I was very lucky. I mean, he, he really saved my, my butt <laughs> on this whole thing. Cause I was ready just to throw it all in the trash. Really? For, yeah. So is this, is this your, is this your first, um, kid's book? It's my first kid's book. And I love this stuff. I actually, you know, when I go to the store, I'll go kind of cruise the children's book sections and mm -hmm. read through things and really more of the you know, seasonal stuff, Christmas or Halloween, that type of thing. I, I love that stuff. I, I've always loved it. I watch a lot of kids movies. Um, I you know, assume you're a dad. Thing. <laughs> I'm not a dad, really, at all, which is kind of pathetic. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, it's I not pathetic. Two, I, well, I mean, the fact that I kind of like this stuff, but I just, I kind of have that. Uh, I don't know, um, sort like, of an innocent heart. Yeah, and like whimsical. The things, that I get, the things that I get paid to write are the entire opposite. I, they could not be more opposite. But so, what's the most opposite thing you've written? Well, I, I use a pseudonym on, on some things, so I'm not even going to say what that is. But I've written, uh, well, there was a fiction story that had a lot to do with, um, uh, it, it, I didn't even intend it to go that way, but it went that way. But it's really kinky, really horny, oh. has a lot of autoerotic asphyxiation in it. It oh has kind of everything in there. And that's kind of out of my, my fiction. That's the story that I'm known for uh, because people are like, wow. Yeah. Um, but I've written a couple of full moon movies. Yeah, I wrote a, pu a puppet master and real evil. And, you know, with, with full moon, it's a lot of blood and boobs. You're so, going gonna to have to forgive me. What is full moon? Full moon is uh, Charlie Band been around for actually he's a pioneer mm -hmm. of independent filmmaking um he's a legend actually really uh invented the home video market and all of his movies yeah i think he's oh boy 350 movies he's made really um all independent um some were released released through studios way back in the day, mm -hmm. but they're all a direct extension of his brain. They all have monsters or boobs or, you know, blood or whatever. A lot of little people he loves to, and I don't think anybody's ever employed more little people <laughs> than him. And they're insane. And a lot, some of his movies, well, one of his first ones was tourist trap, which was, uh, very well known, um, but he did Ghoulies. He did the Puppet Master series, which uh, is pretty famous. A uh, whole lot of stuff, mm -hmm. but um, but yeah, he was. Uh, he's a le he actually is a legend uh, in in this business and in the indie world, and um, you know those movies are the what those movies are. They're purely entertainment. You're not going to get any moral to the story, really, or anything. <laughs> There's no you know, metaphor it, here. 
Yeah, well, sometimes there are, but usually it's, uh, you know, a metaphor for something horny or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, maybe, maybe the metaphors are accidental. <laughs> in those They're movies. just made up by people. Like, yeah, people are yeah. making that up. Because when you, you look at it afterwards, ah, well, he must have meant this. Yeah, yeah, sure. But um, but I've written some of those movies, a uh, couple Lifetime Channel movies. Um, Desperate Escape, is that the Lifetime Channel one? Desperate Escape, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, for better or worse, there it is. I loved working with Lifetime, but it's not a very good movie. But <laughs> hey, it's, I think it's actually been seen by more people than anything else. Well, that the, I, Lifetime, you know what you're getting there. You know exactly what you're getting. The the odd thing with that one was um, I wrote the script and I asked the producers a couple things like, hey, if I set this in this location, are we able to do it? Are you going to do it? Mm -hmm. And oh, yeah, no problem. No problem. No problem. Turned in the script. Didn't hear anything. Uh, the night that it premiered on lifetime channel i had a uh another writer friend over courtney joiner and we watched it and from the very first minute i was looking at him what is that well what is that who's that character <laughs> who's this what's going on and he's like oh that's weird what what does that mean i'm like i don't know i didn't do it so then they get to the writing credit mm -hmm. and there were other people um as the writers that were they did uh went in and rewrote it after i did it uh one was the producer's wife and i don't really think she did anything but uh, you know she needed that credit and the other one was the director and it was just sort of i, I go i i kind of recognize maybe that scene but i don't recognize anything else so it was just totally different and like and all that stuff that i asked beforehand none of that happened it was just sort of um every every scene that was there that's like okay let's make this where we can be the absolute laziest way to get through this scene and get out and go to the next shot <laughs> <laughs> but so i, I don't know i've a lot of people liked it, but I was just kind of, I didn't really understand it. But, um, but that uh, director, I guess, was very well known for doing that as well. I, I well, personally very, don't... very economical. <laughs> they, yeah, they found their way, didn't they? <laughs> I mean, I feel like that, yeah. pro that probably happens a lot, though, in, yeah, in the movie biz, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, um, won't be the first and won't be the last, right? Right. It's not a, not a new Hollywood story, but it kind of sucks when it happens to you, and it happens to everybody. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I was just looking at your. Um, to be honest, and this is usually how I I've told you before. I just like to have casual casual conversations. I don't yeah. want anyone to kind of think too much about it. And I really just thought you were just writing kids books, and oh. you, you talk started talking about the movie, and and I'm like, let me, while you're I brought it up just so I you know I can reference it and. I see Ouija's. <laughs> Ouija's. What? Ouija's. What? Polar opposite of oh my, my children's book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ouija's, Ouija's is 
um, fucked up. A full moon <laughs> movie to the max. Dude, this poster is so, like haunting me. <laughs> yeah. So that was actually a lot of fun. Uh, Danny Draven, who directed Real Evil that we did, which was retitled Spectres. Um, we were, you know, Charlie, the way Charlie works is he calls you up, dude. Yeah. Okay. You're going to do this movie and it's going to be called, um, what kind what is it called? Uh, uh Hall- Halloween night, Halloween night. Oh God, Charlie, really? Yeah. Dude, get on it. And Danny's going to direct. So I immediately called Danny and go, hey, Charlie talked to you yet? Yeah, I was about ready to call you. So he wants to do this thing called Halloween night. I don't really want to do that. How about you? No. And it was supposed to be kind of a spinoff of another thing that he'd done, which was the evil bong. There was a character in the evil bong movies called the Gingerweed Man. <laughs> It just and, shit writes itself, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't want to do any of these characters. I don't want to do any of that stuff. I don't want to be involved with weed. I, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to write a weed movie. So we kind of did our own thing, and it's it turned out more bizarre than we ever intended. Because sorry, is was, your ringtone the saw noise? Yeah. Yeah, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, sorry, Texas. I thought I got yeah. Massacre confused. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, Texas yeah, Chainsaw. I, yeah, right. I thought that I turned classic. my hang off here. Sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, I cut you off with my ringtone. No, it's all good. Uh, but we decided we were going to do what we were going to do, and Charlie was expecting something else. And we wrote, uh, well, he did a, a series of movies called The Ghoulies uh, way back, like, 1984, the first one came out. Mm-hmm. And they're true cult classics. Um, they played in theaters. They were big in theaters. Um, he did two of them, and then another company did another, the other, another two. And we wanted to do Ghoulies. So, you know, because there's always puppets in these things. And we kind of came up with this idea to do this thing. But to make Charlie happy, we had to put a weed element in it. And we talked him out of doing, as the title, um, Halloween Night. But at least we had Ouija's so we could kind of, if it goes further, kind of drop that Halloween thing. But yeah, it was so bizarre and we, we had like no time to shoot it or anything. Um, but we got a lot of really cool effects, a really fun script, despite that little weed angle we were stuck with that. We kind of made it work, uh, made it work and played it down, but we really wanted this to be like a kid's movie. Mm-hmm something you know a gateway for kids to get into horror but because you're we're saddled with the weed element it wasn't really ever going to be that 
So it just ended up being this totally bizarre, fun thing. It's really short. It's like barely over an hour. Yeah, I've seen that here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it was just for his streaming service. So he didn't care how long they were. He's like, you know, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever. I, I don't really care. It doesn't have to be a movie, you know, feature length. Because it's streaming, it can be whatever it wants. So we did this thing and then the reviews started coming in for the, for the actual few people who were seeing it. You know, my God, this is like the best full moon movie in 20 years since the heyday, mm-hmm. you know, and it just uh, film threat, the film threat magazine. And well, now it's, I guess, filmthreat.com. They picked up on it and they just love that thing. And they have an award show every year. It's the award this show. So it's uh, they they kind of highlight independent movies and things that the that the academy would never even consider. I mean, they wouldn't even know it would exist. And Ouija's won a couple really cool awards at that show. And uh, you know, all of the the actors had fun. Like, when are we doing another one? I don't know if we're gonna do another one or not, but it was um, it's really bizarre. You know, just the description alone just has everybody going, what? What the hell is this? <laughs> so so how did you, was the kids book idea your original thing? How did how did you kind of, obviously I know there's some, some years apart from, you know, something like Ouija's to the, yeah. to the book, but like how did that come to be? So yeah, last year, you know, everybody's sitting at home doing whatever they're doing Mm -hmm. most people i know were just kind of trying to hang on to any mental stability they had and losing the fight and i was kind of doing my weekly phone calls check-ins text everything going Mm -hmm. you know around everybody like hey you know just everybody was just kind of going crazy Mm -hmm. like hey why don't you try learning a a magic trick or something you know (laughs) What do something. Random thing do to learn. something. Don't just go on social media and complain and whine and watch TV, or watch news and be scared to death because the news is scaring everybody to Absolutely, death. Absolutely, yeah. So, you know, people were just ordering Postmates, watching TV, getting huge and freaking out. And I devised as a way to see friends uh, I've been making pizza for a hundred years, you know, uh, I've been hundred. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a vampire. Yeah. Sorry. That's all good. Sorry, I'm... sorry. You didn't know that. No, it, it would have been better <laughs> if you prepped me, but that, that's, yeah, that's okay. We'll yeah, uh, yeah. I'm glad uh, this isn't uh, a video call because I wouldn't show up on it. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> but, uh, you know, I've been making pizza forever and, mm-hmm. Uh, and I always do it for parties and friends and all of a sudden. And I just decided, I think I'm going to make pizza and make a deal out of it. You know, announce it on social media, Facebook, everything. So all my friends know. And they're going to have to come down and pick it up in my driveway. And I'll do a whole, you know, social distancing thing and sanitized and all this other stuff. So I did that uh, every weekend for a, a little while. Mm-hmm. Just uh kind of to as a sneaky way to get friends out of their house come down and have a conversation with a human being 
and and I'm sitting on my back porch one day after doing this, and I was like, it just popped in my head. It was June of last year, and I was because uh, my my pizza I was I draw on the boxes and everything, and I had a little logo that I made. It was R I Pizza, so it was like a gravestone. Nice. That is awesome. Yeah, it's R I Pizza. And a gravestone and bats and a zombie hand coming out of the ground with a thumbs up, you know, hey, this is good. You know, this pizza's to die for, all this stuff. You know, every corny little thing I could throw in there. Because I'm, unfortunately, I'm corny and I, I, I love the dad jokes and the puns and all that no, stuff. No, dude, that's that's solid. <laughs> yeah, it's, if it's not punny, it's not funny. Exactly. So, <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I just kind of like jump up out of my chair and I'm like, Holy crap. I go, what if Halloween's canceled this year? Halloween's going to be canceled this year. Uh-oh. Like, what are we going to do? And I was just like, I'm talking to the dogs at that point, but I'm, you know, staring <laughs> at them and they have no answer. And I was like, I sat down again and I had this dumb little, you know, a couple minutes later, I had this dumb little rhyme that was in my head. And it was something about like, so, but why was this a great Halloween dad asks and, the kid says something, oh, it's the best Halloween ever because we're all wearing two masks. Something like that, you know, mm-hmm. a mask over our mask. So I just kept thinking, I was just writing down little little rhymes, and I was like, hey, you know what, I think this is a book. And I just, I called around um, a lot of friends. Uh, none of them had done a, a children's book, but I was involved with editing and from uh, from the ground up, uh, a couple few anthologies, uh, horror anthologies, and you know from the publication and editing everything along the way, and well, like God, I don't really know what to do. And everybody's like, oh, but you know, it's gonna do this. You know, everybody's such a negative Nelly all the time about stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I guess I guess I got to do this by myself because I, I know I didn't have time to find a publisher that would put it out, you know, that could be years and the pandemic was going to this and that and all the other stuff. And I just kept writing down these little things and uh, decided, you know, Hey, a few more. And that's a, that's a real book. And I, I contacted somebody to do the art and long story short, uh, he really whiffed it, but um the uh i decided that the last thing that i wanted this to do was just be like i mean because it kind of parents know the story is really covid but kids think it's something else because i didn't specifically make it covid i just it's something evil that comes and cancels halloween and i wanted to be very um sure about that because i wanted you know maybe maybe this book will be good maybe it'll be something Mm -hmm. and uh i had a cover that i didn't really like this was from the original artist didn't really like it but i'm like i gotta i gotta get this up and start doing pre-sales and generate some interest so i posted it and the synopsis and the back, you know, whatever, all that stuff. And it just went through the roof. All these people 
found it and the websites took it and just plastered it all over the place. <clears throat> and the very next day after I announced the title, this was uh, some, sometime at the beginning of August or middle of August, the very next day, they canceled Halloween. The government canceled Halloween. So it just became this thing. It was kind of the face of, of that. Um, and I'm like, well, this is kind of the book you need to get you through this trying time, you know. Uh, but we didn't hit Halloween. It came out uh, just shy of christmas so it was a halloween book at christmas but um but it was really uh as one friend said <laughs> you know it's like i i was kind of nostra not nostradamus but nostra mm -hmm. dumbass <laughs> that uh all about the puns yeah I, uh, I, I, I announced my book one day about halloween being canceled the very next day Halloween is canceled, you know, and he's like, please <laughs> don't announce X. Don't announce Y. I really don't want this to happen. You kind of, this is the uh, more than once that, that this kind of weird thing has happened with you where you say something and a day later it, it happens. And it usually has to do with uh, celebrities dying, but, um, but yeah, it's like, you just, you know, don't ever mention this, person's name this singer's name this 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 and if somebody does die i, I usually get a couple calls did you were you talking about uh, prince last night like, oh, no, not any more than, than usual but have you heard of the anime <laughs> death note yeah i was about to say it yeah. sounds like sounds like you got your little black book there yeah i'm kind of a curse all around <laughs> in so many ways oh, I'm a curse. this episode's but, not gonna make uh, it to air <laughs> yeah no sorry as soon as you're gonna hang I, up the call, this on my end just to just to say. Oh, favorite. perfect! Thank you. Maybe I'll give you my yeah. my credentials. You can just upload it for me because I'm probably gonna <laughs> drop dead right after this call. Yeah, yeah, and it'll be a weird death too. Yeah, what um, are you thinking? Yeah, I I don't know, but they they're always uh, they're they're usually tend to be bizarre. Well, I'm sitting sitting next to my uh, shelf full of comics and action figures and things, so maybe they'll come to life and you know. Just kill me. Just straight yeah. up small soldier style, you know? Yeah. Yep. Like yeah. That. A lot so, of sharp. Well, that was kind of the that was kind of how the book started. And um and I uh when I was kind of down for the count, I just thought, oh my god, I gotta refund uh a zillion people, you know, for uh pre-ordering or all of these things. Um because I have no book and no artist and uh you know how artists are I, I contacted a lot of um that i liked from instagram and uh other places but they just they never responded they just never responded and it's like I, i'm actually paying but you know how artists are they're flakes oh, yeah. so uh a good friend of mine tom devlin who is uh, a makeup artist uh you know, special effects makeup artist and we've worked together a lot over the past 10 12 years uh, he goes you know you should check out my friend Waleed uh, he works here at the shop and you should check him out and I, I looked at his stuff and I'm like that's not really 
what I'm looking for at all. And maybe an hour later, I get a text from some anonymous number and I open it up and it says, uh, I hear you're looking for an artist. And it has this kind of sample art from, not from one of the pages because he hadn't seen anything yet, but like um, just some trial thing that he sent. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's, that's exactly what I had in my head. That character is exactly what I had in my head. The colors are exactly what I had in my head. Hey, uh, I'm calling you right now. How how much is, is this going to cost me for you know 31 illustrations plus a cover and whatever? And uh, you know how can we make this work? And he, and he banged out those illustrations so fast it made my head spin, and they were all fantastic. So there we are, and it's you know uh, better right and late than wrong and on time yeah that's true yeah <laughs> wow so do you think do you feel like after all this you're gonna write um another kid's book yeah i i am uh i have a whole file full of that i that i wrote on the computer um, a whole file full of ideas that I want to do. And I'm just, I'm not sure. So I'm, I'm really from the, the horror crowd, you know, all the people I know are involved in the horror something or other here and there, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I don't know anybody that does children's books or anything like that. And, uh, or even somebody who knows somebody really. And, I don't know what the, the move is. Like, is it another, you know, do I make this a series, which I have those ideas, or do I do something totally different? Mm -hmm. Do I go to another holiday? Do I, you know, all of these things. Everybody else has their idea of what I should do, and none of those are things that I would do. But I'm just not sure what move to make. And... Um, I had another a company that I was talking to for a little bit that they kind of wanted to take this and publish it and sort of make a brand out of it. And they just got so busy with, with all of their seasonal stuff that it never really went beyond that, but maybe next year we can try something or not. Um, so this, all of this falls down on me this time, but I'm just, I'm not sure what, the next move is so okay. i have i have a, a pocket full of little rhymes and things like that and not sure really what direction i should head down but i really like it i i'm i'm more proud of this really than than almost anything i've done um the uh movies pay more I was, yeah, I'd like to hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, barely. No, um, yeah, I had to pay myself for this book, which was zero. Um, everybody got paid but me. Well, but you get the, you uh, get paid on the look of a child's face. You get paid with right. smiles. Actually, you know, there are. Um, I get a lot of 
get a lot of notes from people, comments and texts and things like that. And there were a few comments from people that really just made me break down in tears. They were so wonderful. And I'm like, that's, that's why I did that because I'm, I mean, I'm closer to my death than I am my birth, but I'm still a, I'm a perpetual child kind of in every way. I dress like I'm still 17, you know, pimply faced moron, <laughs> braces, uh, mouth guard, the whole word. No. Um, but you know, as a, I've just, I've never given up on that, that, you know, innocent, bright-eyed thing, especially coming around this time of year. And mm. you know, I love all things Santa Claus, and I just, I love it all. So the, the kindness of people and uh, getting letters from, or not letters, but, you know, uh, Instagram posts or something from 40-year-old facial tattooed bearded hardcore punk guys saying that this broke them down into tears of joy is the greatest thing ever until they also was like, Oh, here I'm reading it with my son. Who's asking dad, why are you crying? <laughs> you know, and, but the kid loves it too. And they send a lot of pictures of, you know, the kids like, keep pulling the, we can't stop him from, you know, he wants to read this book like every night, every night, every night. Really? And that's really exactly everything that a writer could hope for. You just want your stuff or any creator, you want your stuff seen and, and to be enjoyed, but you really just want yourself to, to be seen. And and a lot of that is a huge thanks to Waleed and his art. Because, mm -hmm. you know, writing a screenplay, nobody wants to really read. No. Even the people who are paid to read don't want to read. They, they'll skim. Yeah. Yeah, at most. So, you know, when you have a comic book or you have a painting, people can immediately see that and it's immediate gratification for them you know and there's no real investment in time that that uh uh first visual thing that you get is 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 what you're going to get you know mm -hmm. and uh that's all the the stuff you're you, all in just a, a one peep of your eyeball so that is just really satisfying that something I'm is finally being seen. And the fact that the kids are loving it, the moms are loving it, the dads are loving it. Uh, I haven't heard too much from, you know, moms breaking down in tears, but it's always these uh, kind of you know, hard, hardcore guys, you know, that put them up, you know, they're like, oh, I'm so I'm concrete on the outside, but inside <laughs> they're just marshmallows, you know. That's always the case. The, the bigger they are, the, the softer it's the inside. The case. Yeah, and then they, <laughs> but I, I get that a lot. And I got a couple notes from, from mothers whose children uh, were not doing well in school at all. Mm-hmm. 
and their reading is behind several levels uh, of the kids their age. And a couple of them walked into, there's a local store here in, um, in Los Angeles and Burbank, specifically Dark Delicacies, which to me is the greatest store on the planet. And it's a, it's a horror uh, writer uh, book, toys, gifts, all this stuff store completely dedicated to that. And they walk into uh, Dark Delicacies with their mom. They had it. Dell's Dell is the owner and his wife, Sue. They're always very kind to writers. They have signings all the time and, and everything, but not last year due to COVID. But kid walks into the store with his mom and he gravitated towards my book mm-hmm. and was reading it and not, I mean, it's written for a very low level, you know. Yes. Um, children, uh, toddlers almost. But uh, it was more than he would read in school. So based on kind of my book, the mom figured out it's only, he'll only read things that he's interested in, which is monsters and all this stuff, which I was like, boy, that sounds like me at that age. And talked the school into kind of having more of that material mm-hmm. available for kids. And and now, you know, he's reading like a champ. So, you know, there's something in my book that little, that kind of sparked that. And uh, it's, you, you can't get a better comment than that. You no, can't man. put a dollar amount on that. No, and, absolutely not. Yeah. And I mean, I actually, I read that, uh, uh, in my, I was in my car waiting for uh, an order at a drive-through and I'm sitting there reading that fit letter from that mom. And I'm just, I'm bawling. Oh, yeah. And, you know, how could you not, then, right? Yeah. And then I have to pull up to the window, <laughs> grab my, my sack of burgers and fries. <laughs> Thank you. They're like, sir, they're just burgers and fries. I know. Yeah. I'm really uh, hungry. <laughs> yeah, I'm so oh, I haven't eaten for weeks. That's that. But yeah, you just you can't put a better, price on. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I would like to make a lot of money and sell these. Oh, who wouldn't? <laughs> At the end of the day, who wouldn't like to win a yeah. lot? Of money? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we we all say. I oh, I feel like I've had this conversation at least three times this week, but it's not that we're greedy for money it but it's just like you unfortunately the world works on money yeah like, it does you know what yeah. I mean? and it's not that you need to have money to make a happy life but it can you know you're since you're in america so you know um you, you guys pay for your health benefits there you know i don't pay for yeah. them in canada but for you guys you know you, that's you need that to be have that insurance of feeling that you can you know throw yourself down a hill or something i don't know right, <laughs> you right. Know, like yeah. it's just it's all these things you need to money to put a host over your head like debt causes stress yeah that gets it's a huge amount of stress and especially living in los angeles mm-hmm. you know and i've i've lived here for 25 years i'm not originally from here i'm from indiana and i'm still on you know 20 plus years later, I'm still on Indiana prices, mm-hmm. you know, like when you look at houses, 
and like, oh, you're here, and it just it warps your entire reality because you say, um, oh, well, how much was that house? Oh, it's it's only seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a rundown, disgusting pit. And it's like only $750,000, you know, and probably another 100000 easy just to make it livable. And I was like, I could buy my entire hometown for that, yeah. you know. And it's just, uh, I still can't get over it. But what to do? Yeah. It's, it's crazy how expensive things have gotten. Like, yeah. But, I mean, a lot of people... A lot of people use video games. I don't know how big of a gamer you are. A lot of people use uh, that on how expensive games are now. And they don't remember yeah. way back, uh, you know, when I was younger and Nintendo 64 came out, and even Sega Genesis and things like that. The games were almost $100. Some of the games yeah. were almost 100 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I remember, uh, I, I'm not a gamer really anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, the last one that I, I was just, I was so into it was Red Dead Redemption. Oh, right, yeah. One. Very cinematic. I, uh, that was the greatest game, I think, ever. And I logged so many hours on that thing. And I got every achievement. I did every, you know, everything, which I usually don't do or even try to attempt. But after all was said and done, and I looked and I was like, oh, it tells you how many hours you've played. And it was something like 200 you're like get the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah it was it was crazy and i was just on it every night and i just i looked at that and i go i can't do this because that's 200 hours it's like 190 hours or something mm -hmm. like that's 200 hours that i could have used to write a script or whatever and i and i literally put the games down after that well of course if you're gonna start with red dead like you you couldn't have played I don't know like Super Mario well, or something. I played, lot, I played a lot of other things before, but I just it, I never really paid broken. attention to the time. Yeah, because I was into all the Resident Evil. I was into a lot of stuff, mm -hmm. Skyrim and Resident Evil and all those things. But um, I'm surprised Skyrim wasn't the game that tipped you over. That it was Red Dead. Yeah, well, I, I never even I don't even think I I had started Skyrim. Mm -hmm started messing around with it and then uh red dead i got red dead and uh i just it gave up on skyrim entirely so i never even went back to it uh but i liked it but you know i mean i played quite a i played quite a bit um you know i had every game system that came out since pong oh there we go <laughs> yeah <laughs> but even back in um i don't know when what year that came out pac-man for atari 2600 mm -hmm. that was 40 bucks back then yeah. and i just i just i see a lot of people talk about the price of game i'm like they're not that different from no. from especially with, when you consider really on. On, like the inflation like it's yeah. really not that bad i mean yeah it's really not yeah i mean like paying 59 to 69 for a while was nice so now when it goes up you start to freak out like in Canada, uh, the the brand like the newest games, PS5 and all, all that kind of stuff, they're priced at $89.99. So plus tax, right. you're looking at almost hundred bucks. But again, right. I, you know, I remember buying Goldeneye on Nintendo 64 for almost a hundred bucks. 
So right. I, I yeah. think times have just changed because we've seen, you know, like these independent games, like these small little digital titles. And we're used to paying as, you know, especially with sales, you know, I, I've gotten some of the biggest titles. You know, I mean, like PS4 had God of War and a game called Horizon and those games right. came out full price. And then a year later, they were on sale for $10. Right. So yeah. I, I think we're also yeah. used to paying very little for a lot of game too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the thing too, that I was, I was always very patient with um, when it came to video games. I didn't mm-hmm. have to get it immediately. Absolutely. Wait for that and, sale. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I, w- I, w- I would wait for that sale. And I would go, you know, get all my, the Lego games and all that stuff. And um, the, uh, when it came to playing with friends online, they were already long over it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't play uh, a lot of the games. I didn't play, um, uh, you know, with friends and stuff. So, which took a lot, some of the fun out of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I you can I can see how that could go too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's the price for being cheap. <laughs> yeah. No friends to play with. <laughs> hey, but you got at least you got money in your pocket. Yeah, you have to go on, you know, you go on, <laughs> log on, and there's a, you know, an, a nine-year-old kid who's just fragging you every time you take a step. And it's like, you do that for about 10 minutes, and like, this is no fun. You just yeah. never on that game again. Yeah, I, I've kind of gotten away from online games. It's just like, this, to adhere to someone else's schedule, it's like, I, I'll yeah. play when I am ready to play. Yeah, yeah, I, I really... I never, I mean, it was fun sometimes, but I, I, I enjoyed more of the story and everything because I thought the stories in video games are mm-hmm. way better than in the movies I was watching, mm-hmm. you know, for the majority. But uh, it was just more involving. So I, I really did play for the stories. And I always kind of felt a little ripped off when, you know, the the, the story mode would be, like oh an hour and a half and you're done because it's all the game's all completely based on around uh uh the multiplayer and you know all that so mm-hmm. with some of the call of duties i'm like all right really that's it that's all i got yeah but it was a cool story just very short yeah well, it's, a lot of people usually kind of base their experience i mean after playing so many, to be honest, sometimes I strive those short ones, you know, especially if you have yeah. to spend the 200 hours, like, listen, I just want to have a little two to four hour thing and just knock right through it, you know? Yeah. Well, the pathetic thing about Red Dead Redemption, you know, some of those achievements mm-hmm. that were, it was, you collect 20 blades of this grass out in the middle of nowhere. So, you know, and I was thinking, like, gosh, just that achievement took me four hours, five hours, just for that stupid little thing. And then once you achieve that, then they would come up with, we'll collect 50 more. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, my God. So every time I'm, you know, what are you doing up so late? Oh, I'm just here collecting whatever stupid route this is, you know, all night long. Uh, you know, well, that was kind of time wasted. <laughs> <laughs> wow not like somebody comes and knocks on your door to hey you got 100 percent achievements on here it you know what it's funny i saw this 
earlier today. Um, I didn't think we were gonna get so deep into video games, but here we are. I saw this earlier today and it's crazy. So achievements, trophies, all right? Those are basically NFTs when you think about it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Someone said that today and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Right? It's, you know, this digital thing that means nothing, but you have to have it and you don't pay for it with money. You pay for it with your time. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is crazy. It's very true. Right? I mean, it's not... Well, you people are still paying an astronomical amount with their time, but it's obviously not the same. It's not the same controversy that NFTs are, but it's it's funny when you think of that comparison that way. I don't know where that came from. It just um, <laughs> it just popped in my head um, before I uh, before I, you know we sign off here. I wanted to go back way earlier. You told me um, how. You like, you know, you like the Christmas uh, kids books and Christmas movies and things like that. And I wanted to say that this story, I read it with my daughter last night. Actually, she really enjoyed it. Thank uh, you. I, I told her, um, it's funny because we usually read off paper, you know, and today I'm just like, oh, uh, I, I, somebody sent me a new Halloween story. We're going to read it tonight. And she was really excited because she loves Halloween. And, oh, and uh, it was a boring PDF. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fine because, you know, it's a bright page and this way I didn't have to have an extra light. So it actually worked out in a way. <laughs> um, but yeah, we read it and she was very attentive the whole time. I, you know, the, I, I didn't really give have a chance to give you my opinion on it, but I thought it was great. I thought it was, it, I liked how it was, like you said earlier, it was, it's it's written for a lower level, but it's also not at the same time. It's not completely dumbed down. Like there's a few yeah. words in, in there that I saw that I was surprised to see in a kid's book, but it, it didn't feel completely dumbed down. It felt like, you know, you don't think the kids are complete idiots, but it also reminded me, like it had the vibe of a Christmas story, like very, I don't know the word I'm trying to find, but the same vibe I would get when you read a story of Christmas and there's kind of, you know, a low point. Um, and then, you know, the kid will kind of come out of it, you know, just like uh, Boone did over here. So, is that something that happened on purpose or am I not making any sense in that comparison? No, it, it, it did. Um, Cause that was something that I, I mean, I, well, I've always known it. Uh, you, mm -hmm. Kids are not dumb. Yeah. And I, I see a lot of the entertainment that's uh, for them. It's just, it's pandering. Oh, absolutely. And, and I, I think, uh, you know, we don't really see a lot of uh, fam. I wanted this to be kind of a family affair, mm -hmm. you know, and it didn't want necessarily be a, a children's book. Just kind of like me coming from the movie world, uh, you have, you know, kiddie movies, but then you have family movies. And there aren't really a lot of good family movies. Uh, they're always just animated, you know, just the animated stuff, but actual like filmed things uh you know they're just they're too ridiculous and i'm kind of in my life I'm, I'm you know i'm captain nostalgia oh yeah so um you know all of my kind of favorite things happened around uh you know in october november and all of that stuff and i you know as a little kid sort of discovering 
spooky things and um you know there were always birthdays and it always had to do with uh, you know uh witches and pumpkins and stuff on birthday cakes and things like that and i just I, i'm always kind of reaching back into my past and all that so and i think um you know christmas story you know which is uh, an indiana based uh you know work is um really that stuff's always kind of in the back of my head and uh, you know like it, there's a lot of references i think for older people but i didn't want it to be like oh here's i kind of hate the you know the wink wink stuff all mm -hmm. the time like here's a reference to star wars you know every five <laughs> minutes of every day hey guys remember this star wars it, i was like who could forget it you know because it's shoved down your throat all the time but of yeah course. i wanted it to kind of be like that for people uh you know parents who experienced halloween where you didn't have to go to the mall mm -hmm. and you know things like that and um and i said it you know kind of a rural place it's not that easy to tell but mostly you know it, i just wanted it to feel that way and kind of be i mean the moral i think is universal no matter what the the holiday or whatever the occasion is you know making basically making uh turning lemons into lemonade yeah or pumpkins into pumpkin spice or whatever is appropriate <laughs> that, for this that's, that makes more sense the pumpkin yeah. the pumpkin spice. <laughs> but um and i also you know because it, it kind of was the 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 idea was born from covid but i didn't want it to be stuck in the covid uh you know i didn't want it to be stuck in 2020 yeah for sure and it's you i don't need to be reminded of that time right yeah the the, the dark times and you're still yeah. kind of, but it's the parents when they look at it, they know that it's covid and but kids especially smaller kids their idea of that something evil that comes to town and um uh, you know ruins boone's hollow favorite holiday mm -hmm. they think that that's something else even though they're they're living in this weird world right now and i think halloween will kind of be mostly back to normal this year some somewhat recognizable. yeah i'm curious to see how uh, how households handle it but i'm excited to actually take my kid out for yeah. once without whatever right. the restrictions may be i'm gonna make whatever i can do to work it out yeah exactly but um you know and kids know that right now kind of a weird time but they still look at that that something evil that came into town and ruined halloween as mm -hmm. i've heard all kinds of wild things i had said like this is why kids are are awesome you know they don't they're not bogged down by that adult brain exactly well that's, that's COVID. you know and like they're oh well it's this thing that comes you know blah, 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 every once a year just once a year and if he's not, da, 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 then he goes, da, da, you know, the whole story of mm -hmm. some of these evil things that, that canceled Halloween are pretty cool. But, and that's why I kind of thought, well, maybe this book does have a little, you know, bit of something, if nothing else, then maybe it's just a little, you know, dumb historical footnote, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, 
but yeah, that, I mean, that kind of thing is, uh, it's really kind of always in the back of my mind and, and I don't get to use it all the time, mm-hmm. you know, with a lot of the work that I'm either hired to do or, or, or whatnot, you know, you know a lot of the stuff that, uh, the, the, the work that I do on my own is a lot different than the work that I'm paid to do, which, you know, uh, I think it's a little bit more innocent or maybe corny or um, still kind of scary and spooky and whatnot, but you know, just a little different. And um, maybe not, I, I guess it's the, the work that I'm paid to do is usually kind of crass. So, um, yeah, little Ralphie, little Boone, you know, they can probably hang out, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I always, uh, I like the underdog and I like, um, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, uh, just kind of, you know, we had Halloween's when I was a kid where it snowed. Oh, man. So, you know, you have your awesome costume ready and everything else. And now you got to put on your heavy coat and everything over it, you know. Mm-hmm. But it just, you did what you did. You know, it was Halloween. This is our time. And this is, uh, you know, snow's not going to ruin it. So you just have to, um, you know, make the best of every situation. And I kind of really wanted to maybe give families some couple ideas, you know, to do the best you can. And, and really, you don't have to spend a lot of money yeah. you know, to have a great holiday. You know, I, I really go all out on, because I've collected Halloween decorations my whole life. Mm. So I have almost all of my parents' decorations from dating back to the 60s. I have some of my grandparents dating back to the 50s and 40s. And uh, all of that's on display. And I put it up and, you know, it's all vintage. And I like everything looking vintage and all that stuff. But the guy across the street that wraps a sheet around a soccer ball and hangs it from a tree, you know, with a ghost, like, that's pure to me. That is also as good as it gets. Yeah. He gets it. It's pure Mm -hmm. and you don't have to spend money and all that stuff. You know, it's just whatever you got, man. Yeah. (laughs) It's what you say, whatever, because we're, we're more, um, I'm not like, we don't go as hard here, but like first time we've owned a house for Halloween. Right. Yeah. Um, so we're, my wife wants to keep it kind of cl- classy and, and all that stuff, not go too hardcore. Uh, but you know, I have some old led lights that I was going to use for the TV and I ended up buying some other crazy expensive lights. So I have these things in a box and I said, well, what we can do is we can plug this in and make it orange and we can put that ar- along the, the porch. So yeah. like, it's just like you're saying, you know, you kind of go with what you got, like, that costs, you know, 20 bucks to get those lights. And it's, it's nothing that just, I just have sitting around. It's not doing anything right now. So right. yeah, you can find whatever you can make work and uh, just kind of create that experience for the kids. You know, it's, yeah. it's been a tough yeah. few years. It has been, it's been really, really bizarre. And uh, I mean, the, the people that I know, I mean, they, they kind of live Halloween. Mm-hmm. 365 days a year, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 
horror writers, directors, actors, you, you name it, producers, the whole gamut there. And we all kind of were stuck in our houses and apartments and wherever, you know, on Zoom, like, hey, here's my costume, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's on Zoom, but it's... Um, you know, it just, it was a fun, it was, it was going to be, it's, it's memorable. Mm-hmm. It's, we didn't, we couldn't really have the parties and some people had parties, but, uh, you know, we couldn't gather in huge groups. We couldn't go to universal horror nights. We couldn't do any of that stuff. And that kind of all the more reason why I think people are going to go whole hog this year, but, you know, I'm still kind of, um, I don't really actually, you know, it's weird because Halloween is always sort of the, I mean, the actual day to me is always kind of a little bit of a sad day, but it's that lead up to it. That is, you know, I love, I just love it. I love sitting watching movies under the orange glowing lights and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Same with Christmas, Christmas mornings, you know, as an adult, always kind of a, uh, there's no real, you know, big finale there, but it's just all that lead up. I just, I love it. And, um, you know, hopefully we kind of can get back to that, that stuff, but I, uh, I just want to be here on uh Halloween, you know, maybe I'll have two kids come by. I don't know. I don't know who's going to come trick or treating, but I hope somebody does. Yeah. I, I, th- I think, even with the rules applied, like it's, you can't be any more distance than people walking. Like we walk on the street every day. You can't yeah. be any more distance than the, we're doing the exact same thing with kids. Some of them even have masks on. So like, I mean, right. We're going to be okay. Let's, let's just, let's let these kids. have. Yeah. It's going to be fine. You know, they put all these rules on everything, but then you go to the grocery store or, you know, whatever, Mm-hmm. big box store or whatever one of those guys and so people are just you know they're packed in there like sardines and nobody says a thing but I then know. you know you have you don't have uh ten thousand trick-or-treaters marching down the street no. shoulder, shoulder you know exactly it's just ridiculous it's like you, you just either you either you can't just cherry pick all this stuff you know mm. That that's a that's a whole other episode conversation. Yeah, that's the whole thing. But <laughs> but yeah, um, I just uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just something I I end up being really kind of proud of this thing, mm-hmm. and looking forward to doing more of it. And I that's I, I guess we talked about a little bit earlier. People didn't really expect this from me. They, I mean, they expected something kind of you know crude and punny and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. knowing me and they're like oh it's an actual children's book i'm like yeah it's an actual children's book real <laughs> real children's book you know, there's no farts and stuff in there and whatever else and uh you know poop jokes or anything like that but um, well, there's anything wrong with poop jokes <laughs> there's nothing wrong with them uh farts are funny they're never they, not oh, funny they are very funny dude. <laughs> very funny i still funny. i tell my kid every every time i'm ready to fart i'm like hey pull my finger yeah <laughs> Never gets old. And it, I have my one dog, Queen. She hates farts. And just absolutely hates farts. So it is, it will never get old. 
watching her face when somebody farts and they they always make sure that they do it in her direction because they know how mad she she gets the the most turned off how dare you look (laughs) yeah it's just it's really funny uh she's a good uh straight man in a comedy but yeah she's the only one who doesn't enjoy a good fart joke you got it's always like there's always a way to get like someone will like a fart joke they just don't have the right fart joke (laughs) yeah 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 some of them are better than others but you know some and some of them are i was trying to think of a poop metaphor but uh, (laughs) i don't i can't some of them are just crappy there oh man it was right there eh? it was right there wow that's you set me up for that one. <laughs> well, I was hoping you would because that yeah. was the alley oop. There we go. Alley poop. Oh, see, that was that was a good one too. <laughs> Shade, thank you so much for taking time. It was a great conversation with you, man. Um, hope we can do this again. Uh, I would love to. This was a lot of fun. I really appreciate you, you reaching out to me. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Hopefully, I didn't babble. Yeah, if people uh, don't like the babbling, they'll just turn it off. Don't worry. I do babble quite a bit. Well, so I'm sorry. They'll probably turn this off about five minutes in. The reason I have guests on is because I want my guests to babble. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, honestly, appreciate it. We'll, we'll have you on again and we'll, we'll pick out some of, maybe we'll do a little watch along with one of your movies. Oh, I, I'm God. looking at, I'm looking at Wheaties, man. I'm look like that one's the one that's haunting me and I got to see it. Wheaties is pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty fun. Yeah. All right, bud. Well, All you right. have a great night and great weekend, and thanks yeah, again. Yeah, thank you so much again. I appreciate it. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Talk to you soon. All right, bye now. Take care. Bye-bye.